Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live. Praise the Lord. How you doing today? Are you doing good? Hey, I'm Jeremiah Smith here, and I'm so glad I get to be with you. And I believe we're going to have us a good time today. Do you believe that? I believe we're going to have us a good time. You know, I, I believe you didn't just tune in here by accident. I don't believe that you just happened to step in here today. I believe God's got some wonderful things in store for you. Praise the Lord. So I believe we're going to see some wonderful things today, and it's exciting to be with you today. You know, are you doing good? Are you taking care of your spirit today? Are you making sure that you're taking care of yourself and listening to the word, putting lots of word in? It's important that we're feeding our spirit. And, you know, we feed our bodies three times a day, but we want to feed our spirit at least three times a day and uh, take care of ourselves spiritually. You know, that's meditating on his word. Make sure you're listening to some things, you know, get you, keep your mind right, you know, and taking care of your spirit, praise the Lord. So it's important that we do that, you know. I don't believe that you tuned here by accident. The Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and if I be lifted up, I draw all men unto me, talking about Jesus. And I believe the Holy Spirit has led you here, and I believe he wants to do some wonderful things in your life. Do you believe that today? I believe he wants to do that for you, praise the Lord. And so if you want to, you can catch us live on Wednesdays. You can catch us live on Sundays. On Wednesdays, we are here at uh, 6 p.m. Central Time. And, of course, on uh, Sundays, you can catch us at 4 p.m. Central Time. Sometimes we're a little bit late. Uh, getting our things up here because sometimes I'm just coming in, uh, but uh, we try to get down here just as quick as we can so we can be with you. And so you might just be a little bit patient on me. So we try to be here though right at 4 p.m. Central Time on Sundays, and of course we want to be here at 6 p.m. Central Time on Wednesdays. Praise the Lord. We just finished a series on authority of the believer on Wednesdays, uh, getting ready for some new things on Wednesdays, and then of course we're right in the middle of a series this week or today. We're going to be doing part two, uh, talking about how to deal with a killer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's important that you understand how to deal with the enemy in your life. And so we're going to be talking about that today. And, uh, you know, people, they don't, uh, they take him, you know, they don't take our enemies seriously, but uh, it's important that we take him seriously when it comes to our lives and our family's lives. And so we're going to be talking about that today, but you can catch us live at those times. If you can't catch us live, of course, you can listen to the rebroadcast on uh, many different places. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, iHeartRadio, uh, Listen Notes, Podbeam, TuneIn off Alexia, Deezer. You can catch us on Pandora, Amazon Music, Verbal. Uh, you can catch us on iVox, Audio Junkie, Podchasers, uh, Player FM, Samsung, Boomplay, <laughs> all kinds of different places. Uh, you don't have to get a new app or anything on your phone. Pretty much we're on just about every place, and uh, you can check that out. Praise the Lord. It's a blessing to be able to do that. And of course, we're on YouTube, and uh, usually we're live on YouTube. We're pre-recording this. This will be uploaded uh, today for you, so you can check that out. If you're listening and you like to watch the videos, you can catch the videos. We try to do those the day of and upload those for you. Hopefully, we'll get back to the live messages on YouTube just as soon as possible here. We're just trying some new things with YouTube so that we can have a little bit better quality, and so we're working on that to make sure that uh, we have good videos for you on there. And a blessing to people hearing for the first time. You know, We want them to have good quality experience. And so we are working on that to be a blessing to them. If you want to give, there's no pressure to give, but you can give. You know, the Bible talks about sowing and reaping. Scripture says, God's not mocked whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. And so you want to make sure you're sowing somewhere so that God can take care of and provide for your life. So make sure you're sowing some seed. And so he, you can reap wonderful harvest to be a blessing to someone else. And God can provide for your family. 
It's important uh, that you're sowing all the time so he can do that in your life. Praise the Lord and take care of you and your family. You say he does that through sowing and reaping. Yeah, he's your source for everything, isn't he? He's your source for your joy. He's your source for your peace. He's your source for everything, and he's your financial source. He's your provider for your, your everything you need in your life. So it's important that you make sure that you're you're sowing in every area so that God can be a blessing to you and, and helping other people and being a blessing to them. And so make sure that you're sowing good seed. And you can do that here if you'd like to. You can go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com, partner up with us there, and uh, you can do that. They give, hit the giving tab there on the pages, and uh, you can just you can look at it there and give if you like to but there's no pressure to give and all of our resources are free if you want a free message and you don't have any money you can go to jeremiasmithministries.pawbeam.com download it and keep it and put it in your archives if something speaks to you that the lord's saying and of course you can give it to someone else you know if there's a part and ministers to you you know you can get what you need so god can be a blessing to your life so yeah i've had that happen so many times that's why i mentioned that you know where i just wanted to get the cd or something because it really spoke to me and so you want to make sure be able to do that you can go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com praise the lord so we're going to be talking today about uh, dealing with your enemy i think we should start with prayer don't you think we should start with prayer i think that's where we start and so we're going to do that today let's start with some prayer father we just thank you father for your goodness we thank you father for your mercy and father we thank you that we get to come together today father because of your precious holy spirit today and you empowering us to be a blessing to people around this world, Father, and get the privilege of sharing Jesus to other people, praise the Lord. So we just thank you, Father, for that. We thank you for your goodness, and we thank you for your mercy to do in that force, following us all the days of our lives. Oh, that's wonderful to think about. And Father, we just ask that you flood us with light, help us to see some stuff we've never seen before, help people know when to leave without getting what they need today. And Father, we just thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. And Father, before we go, we want to minister to you, Father. We thank you for being our source for everything, being our everything in our lives. And we just thank you, Father, for that in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for sending Jesus. Thank you for taking care of our families. Thank you for taking care of us. And Father, we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' holy name. And we give you the praise we thank you in advance for people getting everything they need, Father, spiritually today through this message that they're needing. And we thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to get into a message about dealing with your enemy, part two. Who is your enemy? Well, it's important to know who your enemy is, and it's Satan, isn't it? He's your enemy. And we're going to be talking about him. You know, you, you can never underestimate your enemy. <laughs> you know, that's dangerous. Isn't it? You know, in the world we live in, you don't want to underestimate your enemy in natural things. But, you know, you really don't want to underestimate, underestimate your enemy in spiritual things. And I, I think people do that so often. They forget so much about spiritual things. You know, and then sometimes people even lift up spiritual things too much, you know, but it's important that you don't underestimate your enemy in spiritual things, you know. You got people that, you know, they're so spiritual, they're no earthly good, you know, they're drinking coffee with angels every day, and, <laughs> you know, because you got to be here on this earth, right? But it's important that you're also, you're, you're, you're spiritually minded, you know, there's a whole war going in the spirit too. So we have to be able to deal with both realms, the earth, and we got to be able to our natural realm, and we got to be able to deal with the spiritual realm, you know, and we don't want to not to have a balance on a daily basis, you know, and it's important to understand how your enemy works. And we're going to be talking about how to deal with your enemy 
And uh, so we're going to get into that a little bit. So 1 Timothy 6.12 says it like this, fight the good fight of faith. Notice what he says, though, there's a fight, you know, and you, when you got saved, there's a fight going on, you know. The enemy doesn't want you to progress. He doesn't want you to have a good future. He doesn't want you to succeed. He doesn't want your family to succeed. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, the scripture tells us he is a murderer, the scripture talks about. We're going to look at that scripture pretty soon, you know, but he's a liar and he's a murderer and he, he wants to take out your family. I don't like to give him a lot of credit. <laughs> I don't like to lift up the devil, you know, but you also don't want to underestimate your enemy. You know, he, he has been dethroned. His, his authority has been taken away from him, you know, but he's still tries to cause havoc and damage to many, many people. You know, you say, well, how's that happen? Well, it's, he has a way of working against you that you have to learn to know how to deal with. And uh, it's important that you understand how to deal with him in this fight. And it is a fight. Every day you get up, he's he's very, <laughs> he likes to keep coming at you. And you've got to be willing to fight. You know, you've got to have some fight about you. You know, you can't just roll over every day. You've got to have some fight about you. You got to let, and you've got the Holy Spirit who will help you. God will help you, but you have to be a person willing to fight. You fight for the good things. God has good things for you. He said, "I came to give you life and it more abundantly," but you got to be willing to fight. You know, He says, "I have." He's he's got all kinds of good things that Jesus paid for by His precious blood. But you'll never have any of those things if you're not willing to fight, you know. Some people just aren't willing to fight. They don't want to get up. They've fought so hard that they just give up after some time, you know. But that's when you get his strength. You're not in this fight alone. You go and get in his presence and let him infuse you and get you back up. And you get right back into the fight for the things that you need to have fighting for your family, fighting for yourself, fighting for a good life that God has for you. You know, if Jesus was willing to go to the cross and die for you, why would you give up? Why would you cave in and quit? He went all the way to the cross to make sure you had what you needed to have. You need to be a person that's willing to fight for it. You know, fight like Jesus fought for you. He fought for you enough to go to the cross. You know, he was willing to have his blood shed. He was willing to take on all the things he had to take on to do and, and to take on to make sure your life was better. So don't settle for second best. Settle for what God has paid the price for you, praise the Lord. Amen. So it says fight the good fight. It's a good fight. Amen. Your, your life, just you living for Christ, is affecting others. Your life is is going to minister others. You know the enemy would like to have all your family. He'd like to he'd like to go after your kids. He'd like to go after people around you. But you're in this world, praise the Lord. And you're the salt of the earth, and God's light shining through you. And you're not going to let that happen with the Lord's help. You know the Holy Spirit's going to raise the standard and be a blessing to those people through you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Ephesians six, the tenth chapter says, "Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord." And in the power of his might, did he say be weak in the Lord? <laughs> did he say get up and have a sad face about you and look defeated when you get up in the morning? No, he says be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That means you've got to get up and spend a little time with him. You don't leave until you're strong in the Lord. That means a little effort, doesn't it? You know, it's amazing. You know, it's easy to get up and be sad. <laughs> It's easy to get up and go, I feel terrible. 
It's easy to get up and say, oh, I'm so depressed. But it's another thing to get up and spend enough time in his presence and say, I've got joy. It's another thing to spend time in his presence and say, I've got strength. It's another thing to spend time in his presence and feel like you can take on your day. You know, and you've got to be a person that's willing to spend time in his presence and, and, and get yourself ready for a day, you know. That's why it's not good probably just to meditate on a few scriptures when you go to bed. You know, you're going to get fought when you get up, <laughs> right? And so you need, to, you need to get up there and be on the offense and putting scriptures in when you start and praying when you start. Get ready for your day, you know. I used to listen to the Raymond ministers and they talk about, you know, how they would pray in tongues in their car, you know, on the way to work, <laughs> you know. And, uh, you know, you think about that, you know, if, you, if, if you're in a hurry, you still can do things. You prepare yourself for your day and make sure you're ready for anything that you're going to face within your day. Taking time. Spending time. I don't prefer personally to be doing that in the car. I don't prefer to be doing it on the run. But that's sure better not doing anything, right? You need to make sure that you're preparing yourself for your day, praise the Lord. So let's listen to what it says here in the 11th verse. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We talked about that, and we're going to look at that a little bit more. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Who's our fight with? Principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Think about that. Now, that, that doesn't mean a person. It's not a particular person. Now, he may influence a person, but it's not the person that you have the beef with, right? It's not the person that you're, you're confiding in as your problem. No, it's, it's spiritual darkness that's influencing that person. You know, I remember Jason Plants talking about, you know, how he, he cast the devil out of somebody in an airplane, you know, and he, you know, he didn't jump up and make a lot of noise, but, you know, he, he didn't want to make a big scene. So he, he lowered himself in the back of the seat and he just started, he's him and the Lord just having a good time. He said, devil, come out of that person in Jesus name, whispered it under his voice, you know, and he said that, well, that person just started jumping all around, but, you know, he took authority over the situation now he didn't have to jump up and jump in their face you know but he he, he whispered it under his seat and that person got free because he was willing to take just a few minutes you know and do some things for that person think about that today you know you, you know god wants you to minister to people he wants you to deal with the darkness but not with the people right we're, we're dealing with the darkness we're dealing with spiritual wickedness right in high places and we have authority over these things, but, you know, we need to know who our enemy is. It's not with people. It's with the spiritual darkness, the devil, and the, and the principalities of the air. And, and so it's important that we're facing the right people. Notice what it says, though, here in the 13th verse. It says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Now, I'm going to point out this, you know, this is talking about an evil day. I don't know if you've looked out there in the atmosphere today. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed looking out on the news and looking all around you, if this was an evil day. I would say this is pretty much an evil day, wouldn't you say? I would say we're getting close. We're getting very close, I believe, to, the, uh, to Jesus, the rapture. Some You say, well, that's not in the Bible. Well, being caught up in the air with the Lord, is that better for you? That's a scripture, you know, and we're getting very close to that. And I believe it's important that you, you're making sure that you're fighting the good fight of faith. And you say, well, why is that important, Jeremiah? Well, there's, there's been a lot of Christians that they've, they've caved in and quit, you know, well-known Christians 
cave in and quit, lost their faith because they didn't take care of the spiritual war. You know, they didn't put on the armor. They stopped putting on the armor and they caved in and quit. You know, this is a real battle, you know, and it's for your soul and it's for your family. And so it's important that you're putting on the full armor of God. Notice he says that here. He says, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Now, why would he take time if it wasn't important for you to put this, this gear on every day? Why would he take the time in this chapter to define all these things if it wasn't important for you every day to put this, this battle gear on, right? It's important. Now, I've seen throughout the years, because I've grown up in the church, little cute little pictures of armor, <laughs> you know? But this is serious. You need to have on the right gear. You know, if I was going to go paint a house, I would take the right gear to paint the house, right? If I was going to go out and I was a news reporter, I would take the right things I needed to have to cover the story. You know, if I was going to go and I work at a bank, I would take the right things I needed to dress up the way I needed to dress to go to a bank, you know? But if I'm going to go to war, I'm going to need to have the right gear on for the war, you know? You know, if you got join the Army today, they're going to give you the right boots. They're going to give you the camouflage so that you'll be hidden in the darkness, <laughs> you know? Maybe a bulletproof vest if you're going in some dangerous areas, you know? And you need to have on the proper things to fight your enemy. He's thought these through of what you, the things you need to have when you're fighting your enemy, and it's important that you're putting these th things on on a daily basis and really considering what he's saying here about all these particular things you need to have on a daily basis. And, the, and he mentions certain things because they really are things that pertain to us, you know, and we don't need to take them lightly. They're very important for us to having victory. They're very important for us helping others. And it's important that we don't just take our enemy lightly. We prepare for the war that we are facing today. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Now, notice he says standing's important, right? He didn't say sit down. <laughs> he didn't say, hey, you know, you need to sit on the sidelines. We're all in this war. You know, we're all in this battle and you're supposed to stand, you know, if you're not, if you don't have somebody to stand for, spend some time praying for others, stand for them, you know, sitting in this, filling in the gap and being a blessing, standing in the gap for these other people, you know, you're in the war and you're, you're on a certain side. You can be standing in the gap for others and being a blessing to them and making sure that they're not fainting. We, like I've said, we've seen lots of people you know, that they've, they've fainted in this war. And it's important that, you know, you're standing with others and praying for others. You may not even know who you're praying for, but God's put somebody on your heart or he may want to pray through you some things, you know, but standing in the gap for others and making sure that you're standing, not sitting, standing, being in the battle, mindful of the battle for what God's called you to do. The 14th verse is stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench, excuse me, all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray it always with all prayer and supplication of the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. He even tells you they're praying for all the saints, not just yourself. We're supposed to pray for our leaders and praying for the saints. Caring about others is what we're supposed to be doing on a daily basis. But notice he tells us certain specific things 
that we need to have for this war. We're going to be talking about the first one there. So let's talk about that today. Notice our loins are to be girded about with truth, right? What are loins? Well, he's talking about your thighs, isn't he? Loins or thighs. Let's talk about our, the loin belt a little bit. The loin belt in Ephesians 6.14 says, Therefore, take having your loins girt about with truth and have it on the breastplate of righteousness. We've talked about the breastplate of righteousness a little bit in our righteousness series, and we're going to go a little bit more into that. But right now we're talking about your loins, talking about your the loin belt here. Paul was in a Roman prison while he was writing the book of Ephesians. Of course, we know he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. And he said he was bound in chains while he was girded for the Roman soldiers, and the Holy Spirit started speaking to him through his surroundings. God oftentimes tried to speak to us through our he tries to speak to us through our circumstances, but even though it isn't the most noticeable piece of armor, the loin belt is mentioned first because of its importance. It's important, right? This is a very important piece of the armor, not one to take lightly. You'll see what I'm talking about here in just a moment. He says here, if a Roman soldier didn't have their loin belt, they were in serious trouble on the battlefield because it held all the pieces of armor together. Wow, this must be a very important piece to your armor if it holds everything together. <laughs> Wow, that's powerful to think about, isn't it? The loin belt held the two pieces of the breastplate together. There was a latch for the sword and the shield for when it was, wasn't being used. It also had a piece of a pouch for the lance-throwing spear that they had. Without the loin belt, all their other pieces of armor would fall apart. Likewise, if we don't have our loin belt on, we are left spiritually vulnerable to attacks of the enemy. Notice it holds everything together you know this is an important part of the armor and it's important that we have it so it can hold all make everything else work the correct way that it needs to work what's it talking about when it's talking about the loin belt well if it's shaking it loses you lose everything if you're not careful uh, that's how important this is but it's talking about truth this is what it's talking about. You know, we just had Michael on here just recently, Michael Studeman, and he was, his podcast is called The Truth with Studi, <laughs> you know? And uh, it's a wonderful podcast, but he's trying to get the truth out there to you. That's exactly what we're doing here at Jeremiah Smith Ministries. We're trying to get the truth to you. We want you to have the truth. Why is that so important? Well, this is a vital battle with our enemy. And, uh, you know, our enemy is not a, uh, he's a very good deceiver. He doesn't like to use truth. But God is a God of truth. He wants you to have the truth for everything in life. He's a God of truth. Jesus even said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He wants you to have truth, you know. And sometimes truth ain't easy to take, you know, because, you know, he's telling you the truth in your circumstances. I've had some great fathers. I've had Brother Hagin as a spiritual father and my real father. And my real father growing up, sometimes he would give me the hard, hold, the hard, the cold truth, you know, <laughs> the hard truth in a situation, you know, because he cared about me. And he wanted me to have the truth for the circumstances he knew I was going to face when I got older and what I was going to deal with. You know, he would try to make sure I had the truth. You know, if someone cares about you, they're going to want you to have the truth. And God wants you to have the truth in your circumstances. He did this with the children of Israel. He gave them the Ten Commandments. He gave them truth, right? He's like, well, if you do this, this is going to happen. You do that in the Deuteronomy 28, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. You're blessed. But if you do this, this is going to happen. You know, but he said, if you hearken unto my voice and follow what he's saying, if you read the first part of the chapter, you know, 
he's, he's trying to let them know the truth, you know. And it's important that we understand the truth so that we can be successful in our lives. This belt holds everything together knowing God's truth, you know. Not, you know, you don't want to base your whole life on what somebody said, right? We have a world that listens to their phone every minute. They're paying attention to just what someone else has said, but you need to know where that information is coming from. It's important to have the truth in your life, right? It's important that you know exactly how good that information is and how reliable that information is. And I'll tell you, God's word is reliable truth, right? We know the devil is a liar and he's a deceiver. And we know God is a God of truth. So you can bank on everything God says in his word, you know, you can rely on everything. You know, even the planets and the, the solar system and the moon and the stars are all held up by his word. And he, he tells the truth in your circumstances. And he wants you to have the truth in every circumstance that you come out victorious and so that you know what you're going to face. You know, he, he even tells you what's going to happen. You know, if you stick with him, you're going to always triumph through Christ Jesus. He tells you the truth. Now, the enemy will tell you, well, you're sticking with God. I don't know if you're going to make it, you know, because, uh, you know, we just don't know about you. You know, well, his word says if you stick with him, all, you always triumph through Christ Jesus. And that's the truth. You may not know how. <laughs> you may not know when. But you're always going to triumph through Christ Jesus in every circumstance. Let's look here, Revelations. Um, let's start here with Revelations, the 20th chapter, the 8th verse. I love the book of Revelations. This is after Satan's been bound in the pit, and he they're going to let him out for the th for just a short period of time here. But notice what he his job is here. Notice what it says, and he shall go out and deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog, Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. So what he's going to do, and it says before this, if you read about him deceiving before, he deceives all the nations now. He's a deceiver. That's exactly how he does things. He deceives people. He makes you think, well, hey, this is a whole lot better over here. This is going to be a whole lot better than what God's saying. You know, He's a deceiver and a liar. He's, he, he tries to make truth, make you think that, you know, that he has a better way in every circumstance is how he works. Let's look at John, the eighth chapter, the 44th verse. He says here in the 44th verse, he says, ye are the father of the devil and the lusts of your father you will do. He's talking to these religious people. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a, a liar and a father of it. So we even know that lies came from him. That's where they started. <laughs> He's the father of lies. And so his way he goes after you and the way he tries to attack Christians and he attacks the world is lying to them, you know. I, I was thinking, even when I was sitting here, you know, I was thinking about a certain musician, really well known if I was to mention him to you, you know, but he was the height of his career. And he took his own life. As if that would be the answer for his problems, to take his own life. Well, somebody obviously deceived him. He had a family. He had a kid. And he, was, he, just, he thought, well, hey, I'm just, I, wanna, I have a better way of doing things. I'm going to get out of here, you know. But, you know, if he'd stuck around, he could have saw his kids grow. He could have seen his wife. He had a good relationship with his wife. Could have grown old and enjoyed his, enjoyed his whole life. He was very young. 
you know, and but the enemy will deceive you. He'll make you think, well, that's a better way. I'm just going to get out of here. That'll straighten it all out. No, you, you're still affecting people around you, right? And and you're affecting your eternity by the decisions that you make. You know, that's why you don't want to listen to someone else because you're going to make eternal decisions based on what someone else has said if you're not careful. And you always want to base all of your decisions, and especially big decisions, on God's word. It's truth, right? He says, with long life, I'll satisfy you. He'll satisfy you with a long life, but he'll satisfy your life, won't he? He's a God that satisfies your life. He'll satisfy you on a daily basis, you know. He says, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Think about that, you know. He wants you to have what you want. What is it that you want today? It may not be a whole bunch of money. It may not be other things, but he cares about your wants and your desires. You say, well, Jeremiah, that's selfish. No, he's a God of love, and he cares about his people, and he wants you to enjoy your life. So much so, he wants to prepare a mansion for you in heaven right now. Think about that. He's preparing a mansion for you. He's, he's custom building that for you because he cares about you. It's going to have all the things that you enjoy because he knows what you enjoy a whole lot better than you do, and it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful mansion that he's building for you. But think about that. The enemy likes to deceive you. He wants to get you off this planet just as fast as he can so you can't affect someone else. Think about that today. You know, if, if that musician had went on, you know, and was successful, he would have affected his kids and helped them to be more successful. They would have had a father there for them, you know. And you think, well, my decision doesn't hurt anybody else. Yes, it does. It always hurts someone else when you make the wrong decisions. We have a choice every day to make good decisions. An enemy wants to make you be makes you more. He wants you to make bad decisions based on false information if you're not careful, you know. So he's the father of lies, right? So God's not the father of lies, but he is the father of lies. Let's look at 3 John 1 through 4. 3 John 1 through 4. And notice what he's, Paul's talking about, or I'm sorry, John's talking about here in the first verse. He says, The elder unto the well be of the Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee. Notice he rejoiced greatly to know that the truth was in these people. <laughs> you know, you think God rejoices when he knows that you have truth in you? I think it pleases him real good when he knows that you've got truth within you. That truth's going to make you more solid as a Christian, more established as a Christian. You can make your armor stronger. I think he enjoys it, you know, and, and John says he enjoys it when he sees these people have all established in his truth. But listen to what he says, For I, I rejoice greatly when the brethren, when I came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even thou that walkest in truth. You see, these people even walk in the truth. He says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Think about that. He had no greater joy but to know that these people were walking in truth. It's one thing to minister to a whole bunch of people and tell them about God's word and tell them about Jesus, but it's another thing when you see them living it and it's in them and it's working for them. And, you know, that must be a thrill for, it must have been a thrill for John to see them working in their lives and they're excited about life because of the truth that they received through Brother John, you know. Think about that today, you know. The best thing for, to God and the best thing to his people to see others walking in his truth, getting victory after victory, being strongly established in his truth on a daily basis, you know. He wants you to live in truth, you know. He doesn't want you bound and depressed. 
He doesn't want you sick, you know. He he wants you living free. For the who the son sets free is free indeed. He wants you healed and he wants you whole, you know. But he, that's the truth. The enemy likes to say, "Well, you have to deal with this for the rest of your life." But the truth is, of God's word, He's a healer, <laughs> right? And you have to decide which way you're going to go. You know, you're going to go with a crowd of that uh, believes that you're not going to be healed, or you're going to go with the crowd that says you're a healer, right? You know, the scripture even says, run with those of like precious faith. Who are you running with, you know? It's important because it affects your eternal destiny. You know, what you're feeding your spirit upon, you know, because you're feeding yourself truth or you're feeding yourself things that aren't truthful and you want to have truth within you. John 1 through 14 says it like this. The first chapter, the 14th verse says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten Father, full of grace, and truth. Think about that. Jesus is truth, isn't he? God is truth. And he, he's the author of truth, isn't he? John 14, 6 says, because he's always been, hasn't he? And the only author of, the, of lies is the devil. And he's, that's where it originated. That's where it came from. And he's the deceiver. And he likes to deceive people all the time with his lies. John 14, 6 says it like this. Jesus saith unto them, I am the way the truth and the life, no man can come unto your father but by me. So if someone's telling you it's true to go another way, if someone's telling you it's true to do this and do that, and there's many paths to God, they're lying to you. There's only one path. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we know all these other paths came from the enemy, don't we? The father of lies. You know, and, and Jesus is telling you the truth. Hey, there's a path you want to be on. There's a truthful path that you want to live your life, and that's through Jesus Christ. Amen. And living your life in truth, you know, and he tells you the truth. You may not like that. You may not like I'm saying that today, but I'm telling you that because I love you, and I know that his way is truth. Praise the Lord. John 14, 17 says, even the spirit of truth. We know the Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth. If you say you got something from the Holy Spirit, it's only going to be truthful. It's not going to be something to hurt somebody. It's not going to be something to deceive somebody. Only truth comes out of the spirit of truth. It's one of his one character, well, his seven characteristics that he has. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So he's given you truth to live by. And Bible, matter of fact, talks about that he reminds you of things and he reminds you of the things of God. And he reminds you, matter of fact, if you look at certain scriptures, it says he puts his law within you. Talking about the Holy Spirit coming to live within you. Talking about his, his laws that he has on the inside of you living there. So you, you know these laws and you know that that's the way you're supposed to live your life because the Holy Spirit's living on the inside of you. John 15, 26 says, but when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the father, even the spirit of truth, which proceeded from the father, he shall testify of me. You say, well, why are you going over so much of this? Well, because I want you to understand that the Bible is the truth, right? Now, I'm not talking about different versions of the Bible, you know, like there's some people like to add to the Bible and Put more in there that's not supposed to be in there. I'm talking about the Bible, you know, that was inspired by the Holy by the Holy Spirit. But it's important that you make sure that you're listening to what the Holy Spirit, the teacher and author of truth, is saying to you through the Scriptures. Asking Him to be your teacher, 
and you're living in his word. You know, Joshua, he told him before he went in to fight Jericho, he said, meditate day and night. If he was going to have victory, if he was going to be, if he was going to be solid enough to fight that war in Jericho, to fight Jericho, he told him, you're going to have to meditate day and night in the word. That didn't, and I mean, if you want to, <laughs> he didn't ask Joshua, hey, do you want to? No, he, he said, you, you need to meditate day and night in the scriptures, you know, getting yourself familiar with truth, you know, you know, you're not above the word. None of us are above the word, right? We all have to base our truth on God's word. And if we're going to put on this belt of armor that holds everything up, we've got to be familiarized with truth. And, you know, you find out more about the Father as you get to know the truth. And as you spend time in the, with the Word, you get to know the Father's character. And you get to know what truth is. And you get to know how to make good decisions, you know, as you see the Holy, you see the Holy Father through all the scriptures there and the Holy Spirit. And, you know, and it makes you make good decisions for your life. But... But it's important because he's going to try to deceive you with things that aren't true, the devil. And you need to know how to make good decisions for you. He said, I'll give you a good example. He tells us to take care of our temple, <laughs> right? Now, the enemy would love when you're passing by a donut shop to say, hey, why don't you just get that? It's going to be just fine. Get you a donut. Get you a good cream-filled donut. Now, I'm not saying you can't have one once in a while, but he 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 loves you get to the extreme. He's like, well, hey, go get you a whole bunch. Get you a box of donuts. It's okay. Get you a dozen. Have all of them. I remember, you know, <laughs> I used to work in my father's restaurant, and uh, he he sold donuts for a little while. You know, we had a sub shop there, and I worked in my father's restaurant, and and uh, oh man, he would sell donuts. And what we did was you throw them out each night, you know, because the next day they don't taste as good. So basically, they had a lot of loss in donuts. You know, if you didn't sell them all, you just threw them out. And uh, I don't know if they still do that today. This was years ago. And uh, I'll never forget, you know, as I'd throw them out, I'd take a bite of each one just to join the donuts, you know. Say, so, oh, that's good. That's good. And I'd just get a bite of each one, you know. And boy, I gained some weight. I'm not kidding you. I'd gain so much weight because I'd just be eating a whole bunch of them before I threw them away. You know, but you can't live your life that way. You have to take care of your temple, you know. You're not going to be around to hit 60, 70, 80 where you need to be and have effect on the world like you need to affect the world be there for your kids and your grandkids if you're not taking care of your temple you know but the enemy would like to think it's okay well you know let's just do anything we want to our temple because he doesn't want you on this earth very long the truth is god wants you to have a long life he wants you to be here as long as you possibly can and make a, a great impact on the world around you but, you know, you can't do that if you're listening to what this deceptive lies that the devil's trying to tell you where it's okay to go do these things that are just of the flesh and what you want to do. You've got to listen to the word to have good success, you know. It's easy to listen to your flesh. That means I'm just going to do what I want to do. Every day I get up, I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, the world teaches you that, you know. Hey, think about yourself. Make yourself happy. Do whatever you got to do to make you happy. You know, that's what our world teaches us to do. What, what do you feel like today? And that's one of their favorite words they love to use. How do you feel today? Well, how, let's do what we feel like doing. You know, if you go by your feelings, you could be a basket case <laughs> every day. But if you go by the word, you can have good success, peace, sound mind. You can have a good day. You can have joy and victory, you know, but it has to do with what you decide you're going to base your thought life on. 
and what you're going to make, what you're going to feel like is truth in your world. You know, you've got to base it on truth. You know, you can't listen to what someone else says. Hey, hey, I can go, I can go any way I want to to God. I can take any path I want to take. Well, you try that. You see how successful that is when you pass away. There's only one way to the Father, and that's through Jesus Christ, right? You know, you can try all kinds of different things, but the only things that are going to be successful are what God said. The only thing that that's, you, you're going to wish that you had done is, is listen to his word you know, when it comes time to be accountable for what, what the word says. You know, you want to be, you want to follow his word. You want the truth in all circumstances. Give me the truth. Give me more. Amen. <laughs> I can't have too much truth because I want to be successful and I want to be a blessing to the people around me. Let's look at Genesis, the third chapter. This is a good example of understanding truth. Genesis, the third chapter, you're familiar with it. This is the story of the Garden of Eden when Eve is facing uh, this snake here, you know, and of course Adam was there too. We don't hear much about that, but he was sitting there with her, you know, she wasn't there alone and he was supposed to be tending to making sure and protect the garden, but the snake gets in there and look at what happens here to him. The third chapter here, or the, uh, the third chapter, the first verse is, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field in which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden? Notice he's, he's questioning truth. You know, and, and he wants to entice her to a better path, <laughs> you know. And, he, and this is how he works, you know. He, he wants you to think there's something better over here, you know. You're missing out on this. You know, you're going to miss out if you don't go this direction, you know. And, but he, he, he wants to tempt you to another lifestyle and make you think something's better. But really only hearkening to his voice and doing what his word says is the only way that you're going to enjoy Life. But listen to what it says. Yeah, he said, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden. And the second verse is, And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the tree, fruit of the trees of the garden. Notice that she's saying, Hey, we've got this vast garden, and we have lots of trees we can eat of. You know, so she was looking at the good picture. She has lots of trees and things she can enjoy. God created a whole bunch for him. He wanted to have lots to enjoy. Right? He did care about her. Her eating needs. <laughs> Amen. And so he made sure she had lots of trees. And also the third verse, it says, But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye should not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. But, but notice, And then the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not eat surely, for God doth not know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing God good and evil. Now, He's even making her, he's even affecting how she believes about God. He's like, God doesn't know. You don't think God knows? <laughs> God knows everything. Uh, he was there before the snake. He was there before the devil was even created, you know, and he's trying to form beliefs within her, right? And he wants her to believe a different way, you know. This is how faith comes. It comes by hearing. And he's trying to build the faith that he wants her to have. He wants her to be persuaded in a different direction, that's what he's working at with her, and he he works some people daily. 
you know. And the ones that listen to him, after a while, they get persuaded to go the direction that he's leading them to go, you know, on a daily pace, on a daily basis. You know, he's constantly working on them and trying to go, getting them to go a certain direction. You know, he's he's trying to persuade you. You know, what's our fight with principalities of the air and with the devil? So he's whispering certain things into your into you, trying to get you to go a certain direction. You know, he's not going to appear, you know, physically in front of you. You know, he's not going to be beautiful. He was shot from heaven <laughs> down to the earth. He's, I'm sure he's not a beautiful devil, you know, but he, he likes to entice you and get you to go a different direction. Why? So he can fulfill the things he's trying to fulfill, which is to murder and destroy your life, you know? And it's important that you don't let him persuade you to go a different direction with your life. It's important that we're listening to truth. I was, listening, I was talking to a brother the other day, and he was talking about how he was listening to the Bible. Well, hey, you know, you're, you're taking care of the truth within you. You know, you're renewing yourself to that truth all the time, you know? And he tells you, you need to make sure that you have this truth belt, and you, you're taking care of it all the time. Renewing yourself to truth, you know? What God said, she should be renewing herself to what God said about that tree. You know, that's one I don't want to mess with, <laughs> you know. And God knows the truth of what's really going to happen. Why would he hold that from you? Why would he hold the truth from you? He wants you to be successful. He wants you to have a good destiny. He even tells you the truth of that. He wants you to have a good life, you know, and he's telling you the truth. You know, the enemy would like to say, well, look at what your circumstances. That's not a good life. Well, let me just let you know, living for God is a good life on a daily basis. It doesn't matter where you're at, any part of the world, what you're doing. If you're doing what God told you to do, that's a good life. He's going to be there with you. You're going to enjoy being with him on a daily basis. You can get up and spend time with him, go to bed and spend time with him. But he liked to deceive you and make you think there's another world out there that's much more enjoyable without him, and there's not. He is the author of peace. Peace that passes all understanding, joy that you never even can taste of if you don't spend time with him. The world thinks joy is just sitting around laughing and having a good time smoking a cigarette and partying. Well, God's joy is a joy unspeakable and full of glory. Think about that today. Powerful, powerful joy. Sometimes you just sit here and laugh all night and spend time in his presence. Sometimes you'll get drunk in his presence because <laughs> he, he knows how to party. And he knows how to have a good time, and he knows that you won't come away with a hangover, and you'll enjoy life to the full if you spend, if you have if you just taste his presence one time. That's what the world's hungry for today. They're hungry for his presence. If they'd get one taste of his presence, you know that's why they're going down to Asbury and different places. You know where there's a move of God is because they just want to taste his presence. And you know you can taste his presence anywhere you're at today. He's everywhere at one time. You can get up in the morning and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water talking about his presence. You can live in his presence every day, all night long. You can bathe in his presence. You don't have to go somewhere else to find his presence. I'm not saying you shouldn't go to a service and enjoy a service, but you can live in his presence and you can feel God every day right there where you're at. You are the temple of God. Amen. And he lives and abides in you. You're the temple and the Holy Spirit abides in that temple. He lives in your spirit, and you can feel his presence on a daily basis if you're born again today. Amen. Well, in the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. Think about that today. She, he said, ye shall not surely die. So he's deceiving her, and he's trying to form beliefs within her.
knows that he has a method, and he knows faith comes by hearing, so he's whispering in her vo- her ear, and he's saying, hey, you're a loser today to some people, and he's saying today, you know, you're, you're not going to fulfill your destiny, you know, this one's going to take you down, and he's telling people, you know, that you're not making any impact, and you're not valuable. He tells you that on a daily basis because he's trying to form beliefs within you on a daily basis, and that's what God's trying to do today. He's trying to build beliefs in you through me today. You know, you're more valuable than precious gold and silver. He sent his son to die for you. Nothing else could pay the price for you except Jesus. Think about that today. His son was the only one that could pay the price for you. He sent his best. He cared about you so much. He sent his best so that he could reach out to you and put you into his family and be born into the family of God. He, he wants to call you a son, an heir into the family. He wants to adopt you into the family of God. He wants you to be part of his family, <laughs> right? I don't remember him ever saying that about the devil. Do you remember him saying that, hey, I want to adopt you into the family? No. You think that's why the devil hates you so much is because he wants to adopt you into his family. He finds you precious. He made you in his image. Think about that today, you know. He, he's trying to get you off that path because he doesn't like you and what you stand for. But God wants you to be on a path of victory and blessing, and he wants you to fulfill that purpose that he has for your life. But he's whispering things to people's ear all the time, and you have to be a person that knows the truth, you know, so you can hear him and know what he's saying and tell him to get out of here in Jesus' name. You have to be a person that knows the difference and the truth. The fifth verse is, For God doth not know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then ye should be opened. And, uh, you know, that's hard to even swallow. God wouldn't know something. No, God knows everything. And ye shall be as God's knowing good and evil. Now, also it says here in the sixth verse, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband, where was her husband? Where was Adam? It says with her, and he did eat. Think about that today. He was with her, and if he was attending to this garden, this this snake would have never got there. You know, our families are important to us because we're supposed to be tending our homes, running the devil out of our homes, running him out of our lives. But protecting the family and the being a spiritual leader in your home is so important to keeping the enemy out from affecting people in the home and, you know, praying for your family and caring for your family on a daily basis, you know. You know, it's interesting who God calls after all this happens. Does he call Eve? No, he calls Adam. He says, Adam, where are you? And so he, you know, you can say all day long that everybody's ranked a certain way, you know, when it comes to males and females in the Bible and everything, but he called the man. And he held him accountable for what was going on in this situation. You don't think he's going to hold men accountable for their homes? You don't think he's going to hold them accountable for the things that are going on that, that shouldn't be going on in the home? I don't, I don't know that he's going to call out the wife. I think I would be very careful, gentlemen, make sure that you're doing the right things in your home, making sure that you're being a good leader in your home for God. Amen. You know, we, we want to be accountable to the Lord. And it's important that we're being good stewards of our home and the best that we can as fathers. I didn't say you'd be perfect, but, you know, we, this snake would have never made it if this, this gentleman, you know, Adam, was making sure he was tending the garden the way he should have been tending the garden. He was there. Adam says, he's just, what was he doing? He was there with her. What was he doing? <laughs> 
You know, is he just going to let anything come into this garden, let anything happen? No, we have to be men that are praying for our families and taking authority over the enemy that's trying to take out our family. He's a real enemy. You don't want you want to make sure that you're you're listening to truth and you you see him coming when he's coming. You know that you can just you can tell what's not truth. You know there's a lot of things out there today that aren't truth, and it's important that you're listening to the truth of God's word. Romans twelve two says it like this: and be not conformed to this world, but be thou transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove that what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we will need to make sure that we're taking care of these things. We're making taking care of ourselves and renewing ourselves to truth on a daily basis, just like I talked about Joshua meditating day and night. And so that you can tell the truth in every circumstance that you're facing today. This is you know, them not knowing the truth in this circumstance costs them everything. Think about that. Them not abiding by the truth. Them not putting on their their belt of truth and sticking to God's word, it cost them everything. And we're faced with decisions that could cost us everything if we're not careful to listen to truth. If we, if you want to listen to lies and go down the path of lies, it could cost you everything. Is it worth it? You know. Now God can restore you when you make mistakes, and He can fix certain circumstances. But some things. You can really hurt yourself and cause a long, hard road for yourself if you're not listening to truth. In this case, it affected everybody for generations and generations and generations by one thing that they decided they were going to do. Think about that today. What, what decisions are you making today and how are they going to affect you in the future? Is it important to make sure that you're getting good counsel and making good, wise decisions it's very important that we make good, wise decisions and renew ourselves to truth. Second Corinthians 4.16 says, For which cause we faint not, but though we our outward man perish, yet our inward man is renewed day by day. Think about that today. We need to renew ourselves to God's word day by day so that we, we know the truth in every circumstance. When the enemy is trying to feed us lies, we know the truth. Right when he's trying to tell us this, that, and the other, we know the truth. Right, we know what 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 will happen if we make that decision. We know what what the consequence will be if we make that decision, because we know the truth and we have the strength to overcome. We're going to talk more about the other parts of the armor, but you know, just by having a lot of word in you, you can have a lot more strength to overcome in a circumstance. So let's pray, Father. We just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. And Father, we just ask as, as we're talking to people today, Father, that you help them to see that there's only one truth, and that is Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And there's no other way to the Father except through Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus today, you need to know Jesus today. And we just ask for that for you today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you'd like to pray the prayer of salvation, I'm going to pray with you right now. And uh, we're going to pray for you to be saved. All you got to do is repeat this prayer with me out of Romans, the 10th chapter and the 9th and 10th verse. It says, if you confess the Lord Jesus and believe God has risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. You want your life to be changed and go into the right direction today? Well, you need to be saved and born again. You know, you must be born again. So go ahead and repeat this prayer after me. And I believe God's going to do a wonderful work in you today. Let's pray this with me. Father. I believe you've risen Jesus from the dead. And Father, I confess Jesus as Lord of my life right now. Jesus, come be Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
Praise the Lord. If you do, if you accepted Jesus right then, I believe he's done a wonderful work in you. And I'd love to hear about it. Me and Sheila would love to hear about it. And Liam, if you would, email me at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear about it. Let us know. Put it in the comments. I'm going to check the comments here in just a moment. We love you, and we look forward to spending more time with you on Wednesday. God bless you. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiasmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.